Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Hey, the music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. John McLaughlin. His newest album is called Angst and Grace. Make sure you check it out. Hey, I want to give you some news real quick. Next week is Holy Week in our faith tradition. It's the week right before Easter where we celebrate um, pretty much every day as Jesus walked closer and closer to the cross on Good Friday and then resurrected on Sunday. And just as part of my um, rhythms and part of how I do life, we are going to take next week off of the podcast. I'm not recording any shows next week. We're not putting out any shows next week. We're just going to rest next week. And, And my hope is that you would take the 45 minutes to an hour twice a week that you would usually spend with me and maybe spend it reading or um, following along with the She Reads Truth or He Reads Truth plan or researching what actually happened this week. One way you can do that is with our guest that's coming on Thursday, Charles Martin. He has a new book that just came out called What If It's True? And it's a storyteller's journey with Jesus. I would really encourage you to order that. And next week, read through that and read through the story. So just wanted to give you a heads up. That's why there will not be shows next week. Also want to make sure you knew if you've been to Target lately, you've probably seen it. There is a new copy of 100 Days to Brave that is just on the Target shelves. And it is perfect for Easter and for Mother's Day. It has a pink cover. It's gorgeous. It has like a linen feel to it. It's really beautiful. So if you wanted to gift somebody 100 Days to Brave for Easter or for Mother's Day or graduation, that is where you'll want to go get it is go get the Target version that is pink. It's so cute. Hey, today on the show, you guys, I'm so excited about this. Jeremy and Audrey Roloff and I have kind of shared worlds for a little bit. We share a lot of friends, but had never met. But they passed through Nashville last week, and it was just such a fun conversation. I feel like I'm kind of becoming, you you can say it, I'm kind of becoming a professional in interviewing couples. It's getting good. And this couple did not disappoint. No matter where you are relationally, if you've been married 50 years, if you've been married one year, if you're wanting to get married, if you aren't in a relationship at all and you don't even know if you want it, great. You're all welcome here. And I think you're going to love this conversation. Jeremy and Audrey have a new book that just released called A Love Letter Life. It's so good. It's really unique, really special, and I think you guys are going to like it. So enjoy this conversation with my new friends who y'all probably already adore, but will adore even more after today's conversation, Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. Welcome to That Sounds Fun Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys, let me tell you the rules about the show. Yeah. There's two rules about who's on the show. There's only two options for guests. I don't have strangers on. It's not an option. It is only people I'm already friends with or people I plan to be friends with. Boom. <laughs> so y'all are stuck <laughs> with me now. There we go. I mean, I feel like we've not shared people for forever. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, like we've known. Same circles. <clears throat> same circles. Definitely. Yes. When I was driving here, um, getting here after you guys did. Thank you very much. Yeah. Y'all are better humans than me. Um, when I was driving here, I was thinking, I'm going to ask you questions like we're getting coffee for the first time. Awesome. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, love it. I mean, because I did all my research. I know the things, but also like, let's just actually let's do be it. friends. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Where do y'all live right now? We live in Portland, Oregon, <clears throat> just okay. outside of Portland, Oregon. But we did live, I like to say this, two and a half years in Bend, Oregon. <gasps> did you? Have, you? have you been to Bend? Yeah. Yeah, that cute little Bunyest mountain town. So we, <laughs> we loved it there. Currently, you know, we had our daughter and then we moved back to Portland with family. So. Okay. Oh, wait. How old is she? 19 months. Okay. Where is she when you're book touring? Is she with you? No. That's a great question. She's with my parents this stretch. Then she's going to be with my brother and sister-in-law, Jared's twin brother. Yeah. And my sister-in-law. And then she's going to be with a nanny. Yeah. We have like three stretches. Yes. And then she's going to come with us to like the Portland 
Seattle local right. stuff. So instead, right. instead of doing like ten, eight or ten, like kind of smaller two day stretches, we chose to do three more five, six day stretches, yeah. and we figured it's gonna it's gonna hurt, it's and we'll probably never do it again. But like, let's go for it, and <laughs> yeah. so we did it. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, a book release. That is what you have. And, to and do. if it's your yeah, first one, you know, and yeah, we wanted to make a, a splash. So yeah, well done. So the book's been out. This comes out on Monday, so the book right. will have been out a weekish. But yes. Technically, it's been out a couple of days. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yesterday. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yesterday. What does it feel like for people to actually be able to hold it? I'm holding a pen like I'm very I'm official <laughs> journalist. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, what no, does it, it feel like now that people are holding it? It feels yeah. incredible. Well, specifically the feedback. Like when you start getting feedback about something you've right. poured two years of work into, yeah. it's just humbling, you know, to say the least, but it's just an immense amount of emotion all of the emotions kind of combined into one yeah. like relief excitement joy humility like it's just all wrapped into like wow what the heck's happening yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say standing at Union Square yeah. walking into Barnes & Noble and seeing it front shelf was yes. that was a moment like we I was just thinking we weren't even for sure it was going to be in there so I'm thinking like I hope it's in here I hope we're going to be yeah. able to find it yeah. and then it's just right there yeah. on the front table like, right yeah. back, back, sh- and we're like, back shelf wait, what? Se- <laughs> seat third we <laughs> were like crazy yeah we were like seat 32B in the back, yeah, probably. That's right, yeah. right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, right. Insane. So, and, and then just people have already read the book in a day. It's like, crazy, right? They just right? released. They yeah. just got it in their mailbox, and they've already read it. Yeah. And we're like, this is insane. The fact that we're getting feedback mm-hmm. on what people thought and how the story impacted them and mm-hmm. what their takeaways are already. It's yeah. just special. So cool. It's so generous too, right? When people tell you how your book makes them feel. Yeah. yeah. Behind me, there's um, notebooks. Uh, golden black one right there. Yeah, and that all of those are letters that people have mailed oh, me about I my most recent book. Oh I've ever got. man, I keep all of those. Yeah, because and and you're, I mean, you're experiencing that too. That like, yeah, people mm-hmm. care to respond. Mm-hmm. That's a really really good idea. Yeah, because I think if they mailed it to me, yeah, that is like a memorable. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. all about those I think letters. We're putting them. Yeah, we're all about those <laughs> I letters. I bet y'all do get a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, we're, we put them all in a box because we have these oh, me- these memory boxes. So yeah. every year we have a stack of boxes with just a big number on it. So like year one of marriage, year two of marriage, year three of marriage. And so anything special that happens that we want to remember, we just put it in the box. It's like or this, like letters we wrote each other. Yeah. Or just you know. Yeah. Some friend got married at the wedding invite. Some friend had a baby. Like that's where we kind of like keep it all. Right. We're we're maybe a little bit too nostalgic in a sense that we probably yeah, don't decide so, of keeping too much. But no, yeah, I yeah. like it. I, I'm really into it. So Anyways. y'all, what year are you on in your marriage? Five. Going Almost on five. five. Okay. Yeah. And so you have five. Bo- what what other things go in that box besides? Letters oh, from like, friends. Concert, risk, things that we, people we met. If it's like important, yeah, but like. Um, Ember's handprint from, yeah, you know, Ember's whatever. Handprint. Now, Christmas stuff. Yeah. For, we keep our Christmas cards and put the them first, on like a spiral ring. I do too. Okay. I do too. Yeah. 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 So we yeah the first time uh, we went to Hawaii, we like kept a souvenir or something. We put that yeah, in the box. Totally. You know, just just stuff like that. Little and like, trinkets that yeah, you don't know what to do with. Throw them in the box. Yeah, but stuff. But we try not to make the boxes too big. Like they're small because they're going to stack up. Stuff our kids go through and go like, oh, this is interesting. Tell me the story. Mm-hmm. Well, th- yeah, buckle up. Here we go. Grab yeah. a blanket. Like that's kind of the idea. Is that yeah? I was, I was going to say, yeah. is the goal behind it for you or for future generations or for who? Or both? F- future both. both yeah, yeah, but I, for me, more of a legacy type thing. Like yeah. future generations, I think that's fun. Stories are so powerful, and yeah. when you can tell your story, specifically with visual aid, like yeah. whoa. 
Mm-hmm. That's what, when I was looking through your book, A Love Letter Life, I was interested in that y'all are in your 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was interested 29, in- 29, so 29, I'm barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on over the 30s. It's yeah. way better. Y'all are going to love it. I'm telling y'all, it is so much better. <clears throat> oh it just keeps getting better. I'm yeah. so grateful. But what did your parents say to you or what did your mentor say to you that made you appreciate collecting things like that, that made you appreciate- mm-hmm writing letters and thinking about your legacy? This is a great question. I don't know if, well, so, okay. So for me, my mom was the kind of mom that wrote me a a lunchbox note every single day before I went to school. And she was a huge card writer. You know, she'd write notes on our bathroom mirror and would mail me just cards all the time in college, cards for everything. And I've yeah. always been a really big journaler, like journaled since I was eight years old. So I've yeah. always loved writing. I've always loved writing things down and remembering things in that way. Yeah. You know, and then I would say too, Jeremy and I are kind of just old souls and we love just yeah nostalgia and antiques and and that kind of thing. So I would say, I don't know if that necessarily came from my parents, Jer's parents for sure. Yeah. They're, they're way more, <laughs> Jer's dad specifically. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. They've like... I mean, totally. I wouldn't say like letters specifically came out of anything, but letters is just the avenue I've found to express this personality of kind of nostalgia and yeah, history. And yeah. my, my dad built a bunch of stuff on the farm and just growing up, that was kind of always our household mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. and my grandparents. And so anyways, letters oh, was kind of my yeah. avenue in which I pursued that. And it just, if they feel real, yeah. you know, it's like you can touch them, you can handle them. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I probably the a weird thing for you guys is that people like me who watched Little People Big World yeah. feel like you did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I've known you yeah. for the last 20 years of our lives yeah, or I something. Know. <laughs> um, but that you didn't grow up on TV, no, Audrey, right? No, so, no. will you tell it? What was your life like before? Did you watch the show? Did you know who he was? What? So I'd never seen the show. I didn't really grow up watching TV, really. Like, I did mean, you grew I grew up did in Oregon as well. Yeah, 15 minutes from the farm. Okay. Uh, I went to like a massive public high school in the suburbs of Portland. Yeah. So uh, did not know Jeremy, but then I knew of the show mm-hmm. because it was like the thing in Portland. And I knew of the pumpkin patch because everyone went there in October. We did not go there. We went to a different one. My family. <laughs> um, we, and we also would go, we would pick peaches at the farm that literally shares a driveway with Roloff Arms. Yeah. My family every summer, but yep. we never went to Roloff Arms. So okay. That's so funny. So, but our friends that set us up on a blind date, they like prefaced, they told me who he was yeah. and they really believed that like we'd be good together. And that's yeah. why we said yes. Neither of us had ever been on a blind date. But I grew up in a Christian home in the Portland area, didn't know anything about him, did not come from that world, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of my, that was my introduction We actually, to we it. tell the whole story in the book yeah. of Audrey's first experience filming, when that was, and then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the major experience was obviously filming our wedding. Sure. Yeah. But they didn't really get any of our dating I know, that's what makes the book so fun, is it's Mm -hmm. all the things we didn't know watching the show. So it tells that whole story, and even more than that, it tells a story we couldn't possibly have told on television, you know? Because through words versus through TV is just... Yeah, like we're telling it. And then it also, we're able to speak about the skeleton that holds the meat, if you Mm -hmm. will. Okay. It's like our faith, you know, and... And whereas, like on TV, things get can get you know interpreted and just edited. You edited, can say that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like who knows what actually gets on air. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So, Audrey, what was the Lord doing in you before you met Jeremy that you can look back now and go, oh, that was always preparation for this life. Mm. So I actually uniquely met Jeremy two weeks after I had broken up with 
a previous relationship and I was not in a place where I was looking to date at all. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why the two-year pursuit of us being friends and yeah. nothing more. Uh, I was really in a season of kind of almost pridefulness in a way where I was like, I love my, you know, I don't need no man. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing. And like just, you know, I was a collegiate athlete. I was double majoring in school. I was like, I just wanted to focus on these other things that were going to make me a better human being. And I didn't want to be clouded by a relationship. I didn't want to be distracted yeah. by a relationship at that time because I was young. You know, I was in college. And so I just wanted to focus on the things that I felt like I was supposed to be doing at the time. And I feel like relationships were never like a super high priority for me in my life. Even yeah. with previous boyfriends, it was always kind of like, mm. oh, this is, I tell it in the book, this is fun to like drive stick shift and get free ice cream. But right. that was about it for me. Like <laughs> right. I didn't really like. So um, what the Lord was doing to my heart, I guess just, you know, preparing me and helping me realize more of who God has made me to be mm. to love Jeremy better so I know myself better and I know who God wants me to be and just pressing into that I feel like that was the best preparation I could have ever done for yeah. meeting him yeah just the fact that I had focus on that I think really yeah did prepare me for marriage and meeting Jer so yeah I just don't think there anybody thinks they're going to be famous on tv no. Right? No. Like, yeah. no one, like, or maybe kids now grow up and think that more than we did. Yeah, but for sure. Like, all those media. little kids out there, like, right. what They're are you like, going to be? I want to be a YouTuber. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. Whoa. We're, and we, <laughs> I, that just never, the way they say it now I, it was never in my head. Mm. Yeah. And so, so I think it's sometimes interesting mm -hmm. to look back. And for anybody, whatever God has them in right now, I love going, okay, but 10 years ago, what was God doing to get you ready mm -hmm. for this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Because that, also tells you what is he doing right now mm -hmm. that you can go maybe this is preparation for something yeah. yes you know yes yeah i would yeah. think I yeah know. no 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 definitely absolutely. i think when it when it actually happens you do look back you, like for example everything we're doing now i look back in my life having grown up on tv thinking yeah. like whoa that has prepared me mm -hmm. in an immense way for what i'm doing now or what i'm going to do or, or where god's gonna lead us that's a good question, too. <laughs> you're so complimentary. You can just come on anytime yeah, you want, right? Jeremy. No. <laughs> Annie, you're great at this. Well, these are quite, we haven't gotten these questions before. My brain's opening. That new. is for real my goal. I'm always like, oh, please don't ask the exact yeah. same questions they've had 18 times. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, a, there's so much there. But handling media would be one of them. Handling the spotlight would be one of them. And yeah. this is all praise be to the Lord, right? Because right. like, I, seriously, sometimes I think like, Lord, how come I'm still sane? You know, like right. I've literally since 12 years old growing up being famous. We were one yeah. of the, we just got the Guinness Book of World Record for the longest running family focused reality television show in history. Oh my gosh. We filmed more consecutive episodes than any, anyways, it's a whole thing, but super that's Fun. awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, to have a good Your parents seem really lovely, by the way. I've always yeah, really enjoyed your family. Yeah, they're super great. But yeah. just that process has definitely trained me in some ways and equipped me in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just giving me the platform to manage, you mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of learning that's happened. And now with what Audrey and I want to do with the mission of this book specifically, yeah. um, you need to handle media and the space well and the relationships I've built. And it's just, you know, it can be really difficult, but when you believe in the mission more, yeah. you know, it's... What is it? Because it's more, there are so many people who write books because this viral thing happened and so I'll write a book. Yeah. Or this, yeah. I was on TV, so I'll write a book. Or I had a tragedy, so I'll write a book. And all mm -hmm. those are fine reasons, fine reasons, fine reasons. For yes. sure. But that's not what this no. is. What's the mission behind this that makes it different? Yeah. I would say our book more than 
a lot of things is an overflow that of passion that we have for healthy relationships. Mm. We've been poured into an immense amount and we have such this burning desire to live a story that we would want read back to us one day because we're yeah. all going to give an account for our lives. So our life song is going to be played back to us. And so we want people to press into the story they would want read back to them. Mm-hmm. And if That's we all good. started doing that, relationships are one of the most foundational Romantic relationships. Uh, ro- yeah, romantic relationships, okay. like the marriage relationship. Yeah. Um, it has immense power to influence not just your life, but culture at large. And so if we can yeah. press into healthy ones, like, whoa, that is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like a ton of marriages on mission together in a greater mission wrapped up as a tidal wave influencing mm-hmm. culture. Like that's so exciting. Come on. So we want to, with this book, ignite people to stand up and go, whoa, I'm living a love story. It matters. It's mm-hmm. a part of a bigger purpose and we're going to change the world. That's essentially the overflow of passion that we have comes out in this book, and that's what the book's supposed to do. Okay, okay, hold on, because you're an Enneagram nine, yeah. correct? Yeah. Nines are never this driven. No. What's the What's the story? <laughs> wow, how are you this healthy? No, he's yeah. a very good yeah. speaker because imagine. No, no, no. no, no. So this goes back to what you just asked. That was such a good question. Him. How have I been equipped? Right. My whole life, I've been trained sure. as a leader. I've been trained yeah. to be in, in, you know, on media. Mm-hmm. And there's just all of these things that are all coming together right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really exciting when you're standing on this point of history, in your own history, where yes. you're like, Lord, whoa, you've yeah. assembled quite the toolbox here. How yeah. shall we get to work? And this book oh, is the beginning good. of getting to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. the beginning. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because historically male nines can be yeah mm-hmm. more passive mm-hmm. more and uh, i i definitely am <laughs> well and i would say for jeremy th- it's a this is also moment. great i have a male nine in my life that i i mean i have multiple yeah male for sure yeah. I adore. well we're the crown right. of the enneagram yeah that's right you feel what everyone <laughs> the crown of the enneagram and audrey you're an eight yes yeah neighboring numbers end up together so often yeah fire I, fire nice yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what they call us on the Enneagram fire nice. But this is another thing that the Lord's been doing. Like I have a very, very driven, passionate eight that has almost ignited this side of me. Because I very well might have tucked these tools in the toolbox, walked out of the garage, shut the door, and gone. That was a fun experience. Yeah. But I have Audrey. This is it. This is what I want to know. So (laughs) what's the balance between igniting and leading? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say this is one of the biggest things that we struggle with in our relationship is me letting Jeremy lead, like just yeah. just letting, giving him a chance to, because I'm so ready to like, you know, pick up go. my torch and just, yeah. Same, same girl. And so I just have to go, no, because I know when I let him talk and when I let him lead, amazing things come out and amazing things happen, but I get impatient. And so I go like, this has to happen now. Yeah, that's but good. Usually, for me, it's usually just like it really is a patience thing. It's if I can just be patient a little bit longer and be willing to wait for him a little bit longer. Yeah. Then exactly what like the amazingness comes out, you know. Yeah. And so I think I just have had to learn to like hone it back. Whereas he's had to learn to match my intensity a little bit because mm-hmm. I need him to go there in the conversations mm-hmm. with me and not just be like, well, you know, or like, you know, perfect example, if something scary happens or we're driving and we almost get hit by a car and I, I need him to have a reaction. Whereas he's like, oh, we're fine. You know, it's totally <laughs> okay. Like nine, so my I've favorite learned... meme of the nine on the Enneagram wait, is that wait, them wait, sitting in a hammock with a drink. Everyone else thinks the world is ending. Here's a nine. And they're right. just like, 
you know, Fine. So no I've, one's I've disrupting learned, my peace. Like, I, I've learned interfering. I've learned to go, oh, wow, babe. Yeah, that was really close. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like I even though that. you don't feel it at all. Right. Not at all. <laughs> but I need that. I need him to, like, acknowledge but it. Let me, let me, babe, that was really good about, I think, patience for her has been a really interesting thing. But also, I would say there's different ways to lead in both forms of leadership can ignite people. Mm-hmm. So like if some people can lead by by actually reserving their energy and it almost right. forces the ignition of someone next to them or people in whatever, your small group or whatever. Like that is a massive form of leadership. But the other form of leadership obviously is the the more, I guess what you would call culturally defined leadership, mm-hmm. which is just this big boisterous out in front, you know, mm-hmm. right. you know, yeah. type of leadership. But yeah, because what I know from y'all's lives in your book and just following you and being your people is that you do have a kind of a traditional understanding of male leadership, but the female has a strong voice, like kind of a really yeah. help to me. I mean, I'm yeah. just watching yeah. from the outside. Yeah, have a healthy like both of us lead, right. but but Jeremy's the leader of the family and totally. under Christ and all the things. So I'm a seven with a hard eight wing. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't run a company without having a yeah. hard yeah. eight wing, right? Yeah. But then in my relationships with male nines. My challenge is always like, how do I not boss you? Yeah. yeah. But if I bossed you, I'd get everything I want. Right. Yeah. But totally. I would have bossed it and it wouldn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, that's, that's a great way to put it because. Well, that's tough. Yeah. That's my whole really life I've been told I'm bossy. You know? Same, same, sister. So, right. And I'm the oldest child. And yep. so I have to fight that all the time. Yeah. And just wait. You know, and because then my- when you wait on the nine, the nine probably has the same plans in his head that you yes. have in your head. Right. He's already worked it all out. If you will just wait, he'll say it. <laughs> yes. Right. But I don't Girl, know that listen. he's worked it out unless he oh, communicates it. Because I'm like, wait, is he thinking about anything or is yeah. he on free time? And I'm time? like, babe, like, I've got free the time right whole now? thing done. <laughs> done. It's in my yeah. brain. Just sit back. And yes. she's like, no, I want to yell about it. And yes. I'm like, <laughs> I so get right. dealing with ma- dealing with. Appreciating male nines. Hey, we've got a gift to bring to the world. Yeah, what is it? What do you think is a nines gift to the world? Male or female? Calming everyone down. We we interviewed um, Chris Hewitt on our podcast. Oh, gosh. He's the best, right? He's incredible. He's actually writing another book, which is so, so, Okay, good. We'll link to this episode so everybody can go listen to it. Yeah. So, but it was actually our second episode of our podcast with him. Chris Hewitt. Say the name of y'all's show again. Behind the Scenes Podcast. That's right. That's right. Whole idea is getting behind the veil of social media, yeah, kind of getting behind it. the curtain of people. And but people's lives, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, he was saying, like, in relationship, one of the most healthy things any number can do on the Enneagram is accept your partner's uh, number as a gift rather than a hindrance. Oh, so instead of on. them hindering you from your way of mm-hmm. living and existing and talking and doing it's actually the gift they're giving you, the gift, they're, the perspective you don't have in the world. So your perspective will actually double if you learn to accept them as a gift. Now, this doesn't mean accept every single flaw necessarily. Like mm-hmm. there is, everyone should be Right, you cha- don't have to paint it like the perfect thing. You don't have to paint it like the yeah, perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. However, just the concept simply of like, wow, they're bringing a gift. So I bring to Audrey a gift of Sabbath, like a gift yeah. of rest, a gift of peace. Like, hey, babe, let's put the phones down. We don't need to get something done for this hour. Let's exist. <laughs> and while Audrey brings to me what I think you might have noticed is just this ignition, yeah. this sense of stirring and and like, okay, let's get stuff done. Yeah. But then I'm really good at Sabbathing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do y'all actually have a Sabbath during your week? Do y'all yes. observe it? 
Yes. Oh, tell yeah. me what it looks. Do y'all know John Mark Comer? Oh yeah. That's oh, how we listen. Hey, listen. look at the back of the book. He endorsed it. Oh wait, did he? Yeah. Oh no. He, oh yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah. Oh no. He's, he's in, in it. He's right here. Anyways. But also, so many of my friends endorsed it. Ann Voskamp, Jason Kennedy, the yeah. Bethkeys, the Beviers. <laughs> yeah. All my people. Come look on. The... Thank y'all for signing this one for me. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. J- John Mark has. We been... met at John Mark's church. Like the, we met the, at the first ever bridge. The opening service when of it his was church out of my life. Yeah. I I. So, revere him. I just think the world of that no, guy. No, he is. And he was just on our podcast is, too. Opinion, and that episode is going to be fire. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah, we okay. just interviewed him. About yeah. relationships, marriage. To you know, tell you how good stuff. it was, I think I might have said 12 words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Just it's like, like, we asked him one yeah. question yeah. and we were like, he okay, he's, keep going. He yeah. is a phenomenal teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's he's profoundly shaped our view in many, many ways. And yeah, he's 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 doing a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. He's kind of leading a generation of Bible truth sayers, if you yeah, will. Yeah, I think so, so too. Okay, so tell me how y'all observe Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, so like we, our primary focus for Sabbath is obviously observing the Lord. And just so we focus on that. And we usually start with like, we wake up whenever we want. We read. Do you do it on a Sunday it's or Sunday. Saturday? Oh, yeah, always, always Sunday. But, Except for book tour. But yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been, but yeah, we've been actually, a, oh, whoa, nine thing. We haven't, I haven't told this to her yet. <laughs> I oh love dear. this so much. Oh but dear. I've been thinking about changing it to a Saturday uh-huh. because on Sunday, we still have the schedule of church. We yeah. have the schedule yeah. of fellowship at our community, at our house. Yeah. We, there's still this like schedule that we need to think about. Yeah. I want like a Sabbath where I, think le- about I don't think about nothing. I got you. I know. And so we, That's how mine but is what too. we do do is we no social media um, at all. I did buy a Sabbath phone. It's a flip phone. Bless oh, its heart. brilliant. Haven't really been able to use it too successfully yet yeah. but anyways no social media and we basically do whatever we want we rest it's not planned at all yeah. we always crack a nice bottle or something yeah and it's our um, time to also be available to we go on walks people and think like we just because during the week we work so much and we're so like head down we have to yeah. say no to so many things yes you want to hang out you want to come over you want to we, we just constantly are saying no and sunday everyone knows is our day to yeah. like let's go ride our bikes come over yeah, let's have yeah. a drink let's and, hang out yeah. let's make and, a meal you know and it's just like Definitely. Good, rich fellowship. And yeah. we've been doing it for about a year and a half. And to be honest, we're still crafting it and yeah. learning. It is such an art. It is such right. a practice. It That's what I want practice. my friends who are listening to get So, like, we it, don't have it figured out. this, yes. And you don't get it figured out. Yeah. It's a lifelong practice that, that gives you lifelong energy, really. One of the things that Bethke has said to me before, mm-hmm. maybe on the show or in real life, that it all kind of muddles together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. is that... Uh, we can treat Sabbath like Christmas Day, and some years Christmas Day doesn't go as well yeah. as it did the year <laughs> before great. or the year after. It doesn't mean you cancel Christmas yes. right next year. Yes, yes, It means you just do it again. Yep. yep. So usually it's actually Wednesday. It's not this week. We didn't like interrupt it today, mm-hmm. but it's usually Wednesday. Today Sunday. Yeah, in my heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but normally my friends have grown to like. Oh, we don't text Danny on, on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. on Wednesdays, now that I'm working, I'll go like, Love that. you guys, right. I'm a person today. Like, I'm not resting that hard, yeah. you know? Or, and I do the same where I'm like, let's go on walks. Let's, yeah. as John Mark teaches, rest or worship. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for me, yeah. being with people is very rejuvenating. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I have, and the, we could just do Sabbath for forever, but I yeah. have just, it is so true that we could do more in, six days with God than we can do in yes. seven. Yes. Oh, absolutely. amen to that. For sure. Yep. It keeps us sane. It's the only reason we've been able to do what we're doing. I mean, like, God is the reason. Yes, but, yes, yes. But it is, like, seriously been a well, lifeline it, yeah. for us in the past two years. Yeah. Especially since having a child and, I mean, 
Yeah. Just for us working together, we work together, you know? Yes. So for us to have a day where we're not working together and right. we're literally married and Pivotal. we're playing and hanging out and right. enjoying time as a family is just so huge. Yep. Yep. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Jeremy and Audrey. Do you love them or what? I know. To tell you a little bit about our sponsors for today's show, Flamingo Razors. Now, listen, if you've been in Target lately grabbing that new copy of 100 Days to Brave, you may have seen their stuff there as well. Me too. I totally freaked out. I was like, wait, those are our friends who are on the podcast with us. Listen, body hair is such a reality for all of us. And for all the hairs you're not so fond of, you've probably got a favorite. <laughs> That's the one you always miss. And it's always along for the ride, right? And Flamingo makes body care, starting with hair, really easy. So a collective of women at Harry's, which was a men's shaving brand, saw an opportunity to create better hair removal solutions for women after interviewing thousands of them. And listen, that is the razor I have right now. It's what I'm using. I saw it at Target. I, I know I don't know how to tell you how much I like Flamingo razors. I love how it looks. I love how it feels. I love the shave. I'm just so happy with it. Overall, the gel and the lotion and the razor, it's just the best experience I've had. I've really, really enjoyed them. So I want you to enjoy shaving as well. And Flamingo designed a shave set that makes me really happy. It's a $22 value, but for you guys, it's only $16 and it ships for free. It's so easy. The shave set is your end-to-end -end routine in one reusable pouch. It's so cute. I keep it right with me. Gel, the razor, extra blade, lotion, and a holder so it doesn't get lost in your shower. And it actually stays there. You know how sometimes those things don't stay? This one actually stays. It really stays there. Also, it's 2019, so obviously it's all cruelty and paraben-free. Get a set with all your shave essentials from Flamingo, the brand that Vogue, Glamour, everybody, including your friend Annie, is talking about. It's a $22 value, but for just $16, and will ship free today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie. That's right, shopflamingo.com slash Annie. Okay, now back to the conversation with the roll-offs. What other disciplines do y'all... Uh, have y'all brought into your family that you're practicing other spiritual disciplines? So we do, or like the first that just comes to my mind is our marriage journal. We yeah. like, we ask each other the same six questions every Sunday. We've been doing it since our honeymoon. Oh, wow. And they're super simple. It's like, what brought you joy this week? What was something that was hard this week? And Did it's you kind write of our the questions. Like, we write down our answers every week. So like okay. I write down Jared's answers, so it, and my answers one yeah. week. He writes down both of our answers one week. And... We, we actually made this into a journal. Like, you can go get Oh, we can purchase it. Yes. Oh, we'll link to it. Um, Brilliant. It's yeah, just a journal, journal but it's super, super okay. simple. It takes some weeks. It takes five minutes. Some weeks it takes two hours, just yeah. depending on what's happened that week. But yeah. it's our good time to talk about it. When stuff comes up in the week that we just don't have time to really get into, it prevents bitterness. It prevents conflict or resolves anything that has – one of the questions is, is there any unresolved conflict or hurt from the week that we need to seek forgiveness for? So oh, it's wow. like that's always our time to just talk about anything that's been bothering us. Whenever it gets to that question, you're like, oh. I, I know. But, <laughs> but also, also time, here's another like, question. Like what is a dream, craving, or desire that's been on the forefront of your mind? Every Say that one more time a little bit slower. Yeah, what sorry. is a dream, craving, <laughs> so or desire? Yeah, like, craving or I, desire. I channeled my inner Bethke there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's right. What is a dream, craving, or desire that has been on the forefront of your mind? Every oh, single great. vacation we've ever taken in our marriage has come from that question popping up more than three weeks in a row. So oh, like, wow. it's just like a any fun thing like that we've 
pursued or like just, I really want to do this. I really want to. Do this. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, but my point is, we took time to have the conversation and explore each other's minds. The growing excitement oh, of discovery, yeah. right? It's like we're continually every right. week. We go through our marriage journal and we get to learn a little bit more about each other. We get to get things out on the table. Mm -hmm. We get to purge the valve. There's a calendar in there. So we get to talk about the week ahead, get on the same page. Yeah. You know, try to avoid mishaps or miscommunications. Right. It's been a a beautiful discipline. I wouldn't necessarily call it a spiritual discipline. I mean, yeah, it is though. I think it is though. It's a discipline of communication. This is by part, yeah. Yeah. And discipline of communication. And learning each other. Like we learn more about each other every single Sunday during that time. Yeah. You know, like it's our it's this time to be students of each other, you yeah. know, and I think that's, that's Yeah, been, that's been the healthiest discipline. That coupled with the Sabbath are probably our two big ones. Yeah. I had dinner with friends last night. And I can't remember what this is called, but we'll link to it. These four panes, P-A-N-E, in a window. And one is what you know about yourself and what others know about you. Mm-hmm. And one is what you know about yourself, but others don't know. So like secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one is what... Others know, but you don't know. Yeah, so that's feedback. good. That's good. And the last Ooh, one is I love this. what you don't know and what others don't know. So it's the mystery left in you. Huh. And so th- taking really those cool. four into consideration, I think, man, that's a great way to yeah. mine that mystery section. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know what? I actually have been thinking about this thing. And I don't know why. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, and then you kind of dig into that with yeah. each other. Yeah. Y'all are yeah. significantly smarter than you should be at five years of marriage and in no. your 20s. No. I'm very impressed. No. I have a lot of married friends. I'm kind of a professional having married friends. And y'all yeah, are doing funny. this really well. Funny. Well, thank you. What would you say to people who are, um, you know, there's people that are listening that are single men and women in their 20s. What should they look for that that you cherish in each other now? Hmm. I would say read our book. There you go. <laughs> and you'll find That's out. That's a great answer. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, John Mark says this thing, though, in Loveology that I love so much. It's, you know, there's no, he has this whole thing about there's no such thing as the one. Right. But find someone who, when you look at their life, you love who they're becoming and you can't stand the thought of missing out on their, on being mm. with them. Like you mm. can't stand the thought. Yeah. Of missing out. Yeah. yeah. And then and, they become the one when you say I do. Right. Yeah, that's right. And exactly. And so I think that for us in our story, and I'm not saying this is, you know, gospel for everyone, but we friendship, the foundation of friendship was so huge. Yeah. Just so we had years of friendship and just getting to know each other without the pressure of the, you know, what the culture would define label. as a dating label. Yeah. And also without the pressure of, you know, physical intimacy because we were just friends you know what I mean so there was no you know during that time there was no like temptation in that way and so I think that was just so huge in our time of like singleness but being friends but yeah I mean obviously just looking for someone who has traits of God yeah (laughs) that would be like I'm that's such a classic Christian no no no, it's actually a different answer because some people would say Make sure you judge their relationship with God versus mm. people who have the traits of God. Yeah. yeah because I, I, what I have learned in my dating life is it's very hard to actually judge right. what a person's relationship with yeah. God is yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can certainly decide whether you see traits of traits God. Because traits are yes. fruit, right? Right. And so there it's like if, they're actual, if you're seeing the fruit of, of the Spirit come out through them, which which but is what the I saw. Bible tells us that we will see it yeah, in the, believers. Yeah. Then yeah. There, there's a green flag. And that's yes. another thing. We actually talk about being not an island. And seriously, we go through all of this. The whole first half of our book is our courting, our dateship. Yeah. 
Did I say that? Courtship. Date ship. <laughs> date That's ship. a new term. New term. Yeah, it's our dating yeah. and our courtship. That's a cruise I want to go on. Yeah. A date ship. <laughs> a date ship. I'm there. <laughs> so, but like, we go through all these ideas, and one of them is um, not an island. And it's this idea of like, so many people, they find this person, and the next thing you know, they isolate themselves. Yeah. And we're Fall like, the face no, 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 no. We, sh- we should be integrating, yeah. not isolating. And yeah, it's this idea of like, good. we should be around people enough building that friendship where they can be raising green flags or red flags mm-hmm. in support or not support mm-hmm. of your relationship. So if Audrey and I got, you know, more a than a red couple flags. red flags, I doubt we would have moved moved along very, yeah. very far. But yeah. we allowed people to be in our relationship with us, walking through us life. And, you know, that's mentorship at its finest. That's community. Right. The Christian walk was never designed to be done alone. Right. But, so why are so many people trying to do that once they find someone? It's mm-hmm. like probably because they dabbled with maybe it's physical intimacy, then there's a guilt level there, a deep core soul guilt that they yeah. might not realize, yeah. but that has caused them to isolate. I mean, this is a whole pl- there's a plethora of reasons for that, but like, mm-hmm. anyways, not an island. We should be integrating, not isolating with our yeah, community. And that's, that, that's a huge and that re- in order to do that, That's that it. requires you to have friends that share the same values as you, mm. that that you actually would trust to raise a green or red flag and you would listen to them. Because if your family doesn't share the same belief system as you or same values as you, then it's going to be harder for you to go, you know, they may ra- raise a red flag against your relationship, but for a reason that does not matter to you, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Or same with your friends. Like, so you have to have those friends you know, with family, you can't choose. But here's you have to the, at least have those the friends that, that share those same values. Too. If you want to have those friends, you must be willing to be that That's friend. That's right. Yeah. Because Preach so that. many people want X, Y, and Z, yet they themselves don't have what we just talked about, the fruits to yes. actually be mm-hmm. that person. Yeah. Like you're just as part of your community as you want people to be a part of it for you. Yeah, you're sending yeah. as many texts yeah. as you're getting. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. So how many red or that's green good. flags have that's you good. raised yeah. for the people in yeah, your life? Be that right. person. That's yeah. so if you see good. someone's relationship that you really admire, have you told them? Yeah. You know, like that's so easy to do, but we don't do it. You know, if you have someone that's dating, have you affirmed, like, I see so much in you guys together yeah. and this is what yeah. I see and do that. You know, or yeah. same with the red flags, obviously, yeah. and, and you so might this, need to be that friend too. This but. all happened in our story, in our dating yeah. relationship, in our courtship. And uh, and anyways, it's a really kind of fun story, which is why we thought to write about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. And I think the other problem with becoming an island is on an island, you need the other person to be your everything. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a, And when y'all get on yeah. the island, yeah, all this, yeah, I was, yeah. I'm a huge soccer fan. That is. And I was yes. looking at, yeah, you too? Yeah. Oh, what do you course. love, the Timbers? Of course. Of course. Of course. They're excellent. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're Portland so Timbers. good. Do you, we got do you the have Maestro. an EPL team too, a Premier League team? No. No. Yeah. You're just like an MLS people. Well, well, I mean, I watch EPL, I watch SPL, like I watch yeah. those, but yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's one of those things I don't, I follow players, not necessarily teams. Yeah. We're tangenting Who do you love? What? No, we are not tangenting. This yeah. is friendship. <gasps> yeah. Who do you yeah. love? Oh, man. Um, I mean, of course, Messi the boss. Well, sure. Yeah, the GOAT. Uh, Torres, I followed for a very, sure, yeah. very long time. He yeah. was actually the first player I've ever remember watching and going, wow, I think as an American kid, I think yeah. I want to watch soccer. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I always played soccer. Yeah. But Fernando Torres was like my guy. Yeah. Um, the young guy. 
Oh yeah, well the up and coming uh, American star, of course, uh, Christian Pulisic. Pulisic, yeah. yeah. He, you do watch. Who do you follow? Yeah, Who do you watch? I, uh, well, Arsenal is my team. Arsenal is your team. Okay, and then or Premier League and same diff. And I mean Atlanta United just because they're closest. But yeah. Nashville has a minor league team, and so next you, year we'll have MLS. You guys just took oh, our wow. Nagby, who I was we, yeah, were, we were friends with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real life friends. Yeah, uh, he used to come to the farm. I mean, not uh, like great friends, yeah, but yeah, like he friends. he every time totally. he came to pumpkin season, we'd like invite him up to the house yeah. and hang out. And He's great. Nagby, dude. Um, so the reason I even bring all this up, A, besides friendship is talking about soccer. B, is that I was looking at a soccer player's Instagram this morning and he was posting about his anniversary. And he said to my soulmate, my best friend, my da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, it had like nine things. And I was like, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Do you have any other friends? Yeah. Like you're asking her to be a lot of things. A lot of things. That's a and really good point. I think point. that's I think it's good to have I it's mean yeah. when I'm in a dating relationship he is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't need to be my everything. Right. That is island behavior. Right. That right. is great. You know, great and point. so yeah. be best friends yeah. but don't be your only friends. Yes. yes. Cuz that I, I just don't know that we were ever meant mm-hmm. to like put all of that relational need on our partner. Totally. Right? No, well, I think absolutely. that type of pressure often breaks things. Yeah. And I love that. That's a great point. I had a, when I was seeing a guy, he didn't like soccer. And one of my That's friends, I was like, flag. thank you. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was like, I just don't know if I, how I'm going to, and one of my guy friends was like, you're so dumb. <laughs> you are not going to break up with this guy because he doesn't like soccer. There's oh so God. many of us who can talk soccer with you. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, he doesn't have point. to be your everything. That's it is a great okay point. if he doesn't like yeah. soccer. Yeah. I'm not sure that's true, but There's but I, I like, like the point of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, so going off of that, though, there is something that we practice called the principle of sharing. We okay. have an entire chapter about this okay. in the book. And it's the whole idea is if the person you love or dating or whatever it might be likes something, there's got to be something in you it can find. that you can find to like. And in doing so, you actually build this, this strand of sharing between one another. Mm. And the whole idea is we want to build a strand of sharing, a wall, if you will, around our hearts together that's so yeah. strong, so impenetrable by a thousand strands of sharing that it would seem impossible or even you know, ridiculous to think that we could ever recreate it with someone else. Yeah. And it's this this good. wall of protection and it's this sharing that we're doing that mm-hmm. um, that is ultimately building our love and making it stronger. So the principle oh, of sharing brilliant. is beautiful. It, it's actually not our concept. Mm-hmm. It comes from another book, but we write, we have, a, it's so influential and powerful and such it's a great been, thing. We wrote a whole yeah. chapter on it. Yeah. 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 Do y'all go to counseling? No. Right but now we, we have our, we have mentors, but we don't mentors, go to counseling. Uh, okay. Yeah. But we, I mean like not professional counseling, but but you have mentors. So you we, have other people. We highly suggest it though. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, the yeah. it's the classic the cliche, you know, like why would you ever want to put on a seatbelt after you crash? It's like counseling <laughs> is yeah. a, your seatbelt. Like yeah. it, it is mentorship. It's like yeah. we should all be doing that. We yeah. just happen to have quite a few mentors, so we haven't yeah. done mm-hmm. we haven't paid for yeah, it. That's a, yeah, that's exactly I mean you're paying somehow. You're paying somehow. Everybody's paying somehow, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the trick is who do you have speaking mm-hmm. into your life that will tell you the truth no yeah. matter what the relational cost is. Yeah. Yes. And with good. counselors, there is no relational cost. There is no cost. relational cost. That's so, but good. with mentors, there really shouldn't be either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They if, if they're, if they're help doing it, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. for sure. Were y'all already into mentorship because, before you were close with the Bethkeys? Or was that oh, kind yeah, of an yeah, influence? Yeah. yeah, I've had men- – so my college men- – I had two mentors like all through college. Yeah. Like I didn't know of the Bethkeys then. But, sure, sure, um, sure. And then one of them – her husband married us and they did our premarital counseling, like one of my college mentors. Yeah. And they're still our mentors, like, yeah. 
best friends. Like, they're like, I would consider them some of yeah, my best friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, we talk to them on a regular basis. They're such champions for everything yeah. that we do and encourage and pray for us and challenge and call us out on things yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jeremy, well, like, didn't my, really have that same yeah. experience. My like only mentor died yeah, when so. I was 16. And that oh, kind of, wow. I was just like, oh, I, so yeah. I didn't have any, any, any. I closed him off to it for a while. Yeah. Well, just that, that close male relationship, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I, we went to Bend and I found, Audrey's also been praying for me to find mentors for like three years straight. Yeah. And so we went to Bend and I found myself surrounded in a community with a ton of mentors. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Smith. Uh, Matt Jacobson, Dale Partridge, Cody Meehan, just a bunch. I love Dale Partridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's one of my best friends, yeah. and like so, and it was through them we met the Bethkeys. Which Got is funny. it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yep. You did. So okay. So you mentioned something that we hadn't talked about yet. You said Audrey's been praying for years that you would have mentor. What is the role of prayer in y'all's lives? Hmm. So I think a lot of people may think that it's their job to fix their spouse or to change their spouse's heart. It's not our job to change hearts. It's God's job. Mm -hmm. And I think if we would partner with him more to, to like, for example, let's go back to the eight and nine dynamic, yeah. right? Like Audrey might look at some things that I'm doing and go, that is just wrong, not good. Maybe they are not good behavior, lazy behavior. It's like, yes, she has a role to play in how I grow as a human being. But even more than that, she should be partnering with God, you know, in prayer to say, Lord, there is a spirit of laziness there. I know it. I see it. Like, can you work on Jeremy's heart? Can you help him lead? Mm -hmm. Can you equip him with tools and mentors and yeah. ignite his soul? Like, Lord, I want that. I pray for that. Mm -hmm. That is, prayer should be a part of every, if you're a believer, you know. They, is that true in dating as much as it's true in marriage? Well, to pray we, into so that we, kind didn't, of stuff? we didn't actually pray when we were dating together together yeah because that's just a, a form of intimacy that can't just, get yeah, so it can i don't do that either to a lot of times just you know like you have this really emotional moment of prayer and then what yeah you know and so i think we just we prayed together in groups with people sure, a sure, lot sure, yeah. plenty sure. and we Church also did pray paper. on the phone not an island because the phone we were long distance so we also yeah. prayed on the phone and we were able to do it that way but i think you know it's just something that you have to be careful with when you're in a dating relationship. But I think as Yeah, because there's no place that I'm more like vulnerably Annie yes. than when yeah. I'm praying. Yeah. Totally. And so to totally. invite someone else into yeah. that. Yeah. And Al I would say alone, definitely you know, yeah, until yeah, yeah. you're in a serious uh, Not including mealtime, of course. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, because you're in public places with um, people. But, yeah. but that being said, like, yeah, if you're if you're dating, you know, by yourself, if you want to pray for the relationship and them, and like that's how I think the Lord shows us and explores whether or not it's the the pursuit is worth it yeah. and, and supposed to happen for sure. I think prayer. I mean, it's they say um, prayer is the proof of your love for someone. You know, um, mm. and so, no, it's your love or no, that, that's, that's good. It. Prayer, prayer is the, I how much you love someone or how much you pray for someone determines how much you love. Yeah. Anyways, I paraphrase. Like the, the idea is there. there. Is there. I got it. <laughs> what is that? I can't remember. My my detective slash assistant Jenna will find the quote. Okay. And detective. She, will, yeah, I she, she listens is, to but... these tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she pulls all the links to share online. Yeah, and yeah. so she detectives everything. That's Boom. It's brilliant. Okay. So she'll find Great. the quote. Boom. Good luck, Jenna. Um, okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This is yeah. a blast. This is such a dream. Yes. Okay, so our last question that we always ask. Yeah. Because the show's called That Sounds Fun. What sounds fun to y'all? What do y'all do for fun? <laughs> Camping in a campfire and anything next to well, I guess this is summer because it's coming up. Yeah, and we're yeah, like yeah. our brains are like in summer space, but Same. but honestly, getting 
anywhere outside is kind of our jam, whether yeah. it be a bike, like we have a trailer for the baby, we've got a, bi- a hiking backpack for the baby, we got yeah. anything outside, we're, we're game, we're okay. in it, so. I would definitely say campfires just this summer and like days on the lake. And like the just river throwing and your phone Oregon. somewhere where you don't even yes. know where oh, it is. Yeah, Seeing in the favorite. water because you can't have your phone. Yeah. You know, just. yeah. Like I dream about mowing the lawn and just hearing my phone under it. Just <laughs> <laughs> under the lawnmower. <laughs> just being shredded. Yeah, just because I lost it in the grass because I was busy out. watching the birds. <laughs> Oh gosh. I know. I feel like the longer, especially because for all three of us, our phones are our job in a lot of yes, ways. Like, yes. It's very important. And it is the way I get to talk to most of my friends. Yeah. On the other it's side a beautiful of my work. tool. Right. Also, when I Sabbath away from it, I all the yeah. way. Yeah. There's like extreme. You need the extreme. I feel like if yeah. we want to return to our humanness, it's like mm. we got to. This is why Sabbath is, again, so, so. We're backstepping here. No, Fun. we're not. We're circling in friendship. <laughs> we're this circling is so good. But it's like step away from the, from that device. Yeah. It's just it's so it's wild. Phones are by and large the number one thing that we believe is a threat to current love stories. Come on. I mean, they are they you are missing the, the mm. person you're supposed to marry or whatever. Let's say it that way. It's like you were looking at your phone and they just bumped into you in the subway. <laughs> It's right. Like, it's like right. I get the phone thing. Again, we work on it. We use it. We love it. It yeah. is literally the most brilliant tool ever invented for our day and age yep. and how to harness the internet. It's like giddy up, right? Yep. But at the same time, it's just as dangerous. Don't miss any kind of relationship, friendship, dating, marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. us, we've there's been nights. I mean, in marriages, it'd be interesting to add up how many hours are spent looking at your phone at night, you know, oh, rather gosh. than playing a game or whatever, yeah. or building the friendship, yeah. right? And then you wake up one day and you go, wow, who is this person? We're not even really friends. Well, it's because you built, you know, anyways, I, I can ramble. You can preach that. that. You're ready. I know. I'm ready. But Next I, time. Next time we're doing a whole thing on phones. We are. Um, okay. Thank you guys for being on the show. Yes, we can't. You. I can't wait for everybody to get the book and get to read it. And, it's good. Uh, Thanks. This is really fun. Yeah, really great. A pleasure. Oh, you guys, aren't they the best? Oh, my gosh. I am just so glad I get to stay friends with them. I just think they're the best. You are going to love their book, A Love Letter Life. So make sure you grab a copy of that today. Order it online. Go to your favorite local bookstore or Barnes & Noble, Lifeway, wherever you grab your books and grab a copy of this one. I think you're really, really going to love it. And make sure you follow Jeremy Roloff and Audrey Roloff on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. And tell them thanks for being on the show and tell them what you loved and what you learned. And it's just one of my favorite parts of the week is when I get to see you guys telling our guests what you gained from their conversation and, and how much you like them. I just think it's so sweet. I love when my friends become friends with my friends, y'all. It's just real. It's just super real. So thanks to Jeremy and Audrey for being on the show. I am so, so grateful for both of y'all and grateful for the work you're doing and the wisdom you have. Man, if they're like this in their 20s, come on 30s and 40s. We have a lot to keep learning from them and I'm going to stick close and um, watch close because I want to learn. Hey, if you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. You know this. Annie F. Downs across the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you look for me, that's where you'll find me, Annie F. Downs. And if you get a chance and want to share this episode with one of your friends who you think would enjoy this conversation, that would mean the world to me. And rate and review the show if you get a chance. I think that's it for me today. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And we will see you back here on Thursday with author Charles Martin. I'm so excited. 